You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 199 for the week of May 29th, 2016. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, and occasionally, Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin, and this is Kyle. And today we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 6, Blood of My Blood. But before we get into that, Amin, I think you have some news to drop on us. I do, I have good news after a long... Wait, we've we found out that a podcast of Ice and Fire will be hosting once again the Ice and Fire slash Game of Thrones fan panel at San Diego Comic Con 2016. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, very exciting. And I think we have uh, um, someone to add to the panel this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we got uh, George. No, I guess no, not George. We got the next <laughs> best thing. We have Ashley is joining us actually for the first time to Comic Con and the first time on our panel. So is it going to be us? Uh, you, me, Ashley, and Tara is going to join us again? Yeah, it's going to be us four this time. So just we had three last time. This will be four this time. It should be good. Nice. Uh, we can't uh, reveal date and time yet, but we will once we're allowed to do so. Do we know the room? Uh, we can't reveal that either, actually. So we'll Jesus, just... you can't tell me anything. <laughs> um, we should invite George to join us on the panel. We should if he's coming to Comic-Con. Or at least maybe <laughs> we'll get that other dinner in this time with Ashley. He'll just come just for the panel, for our panel. <laughs> Imagine that if like a few people just showed up to our panel and George walked in and everybody would be like, oh, shit. Uh, that would be awesome. All right. Well, that's good news. I'm excited about that. And and Comic-Con is July, the weekend of July 20, 20th, 21st. Yeah, that week. It's, it's that are week. Are you going to go to preview night, do you think? Or are you going to come later? Haven't even thought about it yet. Yeah, because we'll probably have to do a meetup again, for sure, with the listeners. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I have a feeling I might not go the, the all like four days and five nights or whatever. It's an entire week. It's crazy. It's true. Well, we we can also have it the day after. Whenever we have the panel, we we have that kind of like meetup afterwards. We can combine that together potentially. All right. The, the um, other news I have is, well, I think I've mentioned, but we've been nominated for the podcast awards, and the voting is still going for these two weeks. There's daily voting, and then it's done. So this is like the last push for the podcast awards. So you can vote every day. Yeah. And when does the voting run till? Started on the 29th, and so it'll go till uh, June 12th. Okay. Yeah. So it started on the 29th, so it's the 31st now. So, Amin, we have three votes, and I think they're all you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remember to verify it, too, because you get an email afterwards. you got to like go and click verify. Yeah, they. Uh, I was reading that that they are very much trying to prevent any sort of voting fraud this year, and they're they're cracking down on that apparently. So, uh, yeah, give us a vote, guys. Sounds good. Is that all for the news? Yep, that's all the news we've got. All right, let's jump into the episode then. Lemon cake rating. What do you got? I'll give it three point seven five. I thought it was a solid setup episode, uh, but that also has some some pretty interesting things for a setup episode. So yeah, I liked it. Nice. I think I'll give it a 3.5. I uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I I tend to uh, usually enjoy Brian Cogman written episodes. Mm. So he seems to be the guy that always brings in more book storylines and stuff. And I don't know if that's, hey, write this, and then he does that. Or if they're like, oh, we need a couple things from the books. Let's get Brian to write this episode. I'm not sure which happens first, <laughs> but... Um, but uh, I tend to enjoy his stuff, and he always seems to take from the books when he can. You can really tell he he uh, 
he appreciates the source material. He 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 has this appreciation for it that you can't always tell from all the writers, but um, I think he does, and I enjoyed it. He's pretty active on Twitter, or at least he was. I think then he quit, but then he came back. Now I think he's back on Twitter. Yeah, I think he yeah. takes like little breaks every now and then. Like after one of his episodes airs, I think he disappears for a couple of days and <laughs> stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, um, let's start off then with uh, let's start off with Bran because sure, we get a, we we get a major uh, book story kind of coming in that nobody that we all thought had long passed. But uh, first of all, before we get there. Uh, he's got a bunch of flashes. We see a bunch of flashes in his head um, with the Mad King and Wildfire and Jamie stabbing him and White Walkers and a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, what did you take away from these? What did you what what images stuck out in your head? What did you think about this? All this information is being downloaded in his head. He's still kind of like processing or sorting it. The the one the one thing that really came that I caught well there's two things one was like there was a bloody torso which I think is supposed to be Ned with Lyanna so it's like more confirmation of that theory of where John came from. And the second thing was the wildfire exploding, which I don't think has really happened indoors. So maybe it's something that could happen in the future. Mm. So uh, have you heard about the theory um, that Bran is influencing the Mad King? Yeah, I did hear about that theory. I think we briefly touched upon it last week. I, I, I don't think... I'm still against it because I think the Mad King... There's plenty of reasons for him to have gone mad without Bran going in there and poking in his head. Well, yes, uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily. Bran doesn't necessarily have to be the cause of madness. Well, the, the theory is that um, Bran, um, Bran is the one who sort of like convinces, in whatever way, the Mad King to start storing wildfire um, ah. for the coming invade, uh, white invasion or the White Walker invasion. And when he and the King, him saying, "Burn them all! Burn them all!" is sort of this sort of prophetic. The White Walkers are coming eventually. Yeah, I like the theory a little bit better if Bran's not the the catalyst for his madness, but did it did it affect him with the wildfire buildup? Because I think there was enough there for his madness. Although in the in the show they have they don't they can't show all the stuff about Duskendale, so maybe Bran is even also causing the madness. But in the books wise, I feel that would be kind of cheap because the madness. But if he affected the timeline a little bit, okay. Mm. Yeah, it, it seems plausible that he could take advantage of a weak mind, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a little controversial. It's kind of what I thought when I was watching it. I was like, because they kept going, burn them all, burn them all. And the fact that it was brand seeing it, it was kind of like, hmm. ooh, wait a minute. That does make it stronger than, than it did last week. That's like added weight to that theory. The wildfire actually blowing up, I think, is it's potentially a future event. Because in the show itself is kind of supports the idea of like King's Landing could burn at some point. We got some cool images of Jamie killing the Mad King and sitting on the throne. I thought those were pretty badass. Uh, it seems like all the images in this are kind of like the battle between ice and fire. Like, there's a lot of White Walker stuff. There's a lot of fire stuff. There's dragons. There's Daenerys and the birth of the dragons. Um, and then we get the Bloody Hand, which obviously all of us believe to be the birth of Jon Snow. Um, yeah. So that would kind of fit in with this battle of ice and fire. It seems like those are all the images, except for uh, Ned getting beheaded. Um, seems a little... Uh, maybe out of place there. I don't know. In, in, the, in the show, they can see everything. It doesn't matter if there's a tree nearby or not. He can basically see like everything to happen. Well, we don't know that he's not going to get that ability later on in the books. Yeah. No, I mean but, also it, it kind of makes more sense because he, the fact that he can affect time is something more than looking in the tree be- memory banks, right? So he, he could be. It, it's in alignment that if he's actually changing something in the past, he's not like messing with the memory banks in the tree. 
That's that's the way I had understood. Like up to this point, when he was seeing the past, he was just like looking in like the memory ranks of the tree. That's not what he's doing because he's changing the past. It's something different. It's something different. Yeah. Like if you, if you went and like edited a photo of yourself on the computer, you're not actually changing the past. That's that's how I would feel that he was doing before we found out that he could change the past. It's something else. <laughs> All right, <laughs> not entirely sure what you're talking about, but I'll go with that. <laughs> so. Um, so Hodor only held the door for so long before the whites got out, and they get back to Bran and Mirror. I like the fact that they weren't able to like completely escape; it just sort of bought them some time. Yeah, uh, I thought that, that was, was a bit realistic. more realistic. But uh, Cold Hands shows up. Ben Hands. Ben Hands has been show, now, show, but, hands. Uh, show hands. <laughs> show hands. Show <laughs> hands. I actually was thinking maybe Benjamin might show up because I was I was thinking like how the heck are they gonna get out of this? There's nobody here except I guess Benjamin is around and then, then Benjamin showed up. Yeah. So um, so George has said or there's been that Imger post um, where his editor was like, "Is this Benjamin?" Um, and George has said no. So so George has said no that Benjamin is not cold hands. Yeah. Um, but the show seems to not give a shit or maybe know something that we don't. Um, and well, just uh, merge the character, I think. They just did, for whatever reason, that's the character. I don't think it was a mistake. No, I'm not saying it's a mistake. It's just uh, they're doing uh, in the show he is. Benjamin is cold hands here. He never gets called that, but in the in the after show or whatnot, they called him cold hands. So, uh, so what did you think about him and his origin story here? Well, it made sense. I thought the children would 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 help him, would save him. It seems like he was dying or or dead, basically. So he's like half half a white, half something else, uh, which which I think means that he's not going to play a huge role in the story. Like he'll get them to the wall, but he might not even be able to cross the wall. He just kind of like <laughs> stay north the wall from now on. Is that is that what he's doing? He's just bringing them to the wall. He's not going to help train them at all, or not do anything else. Now, he might train him a little bit, but he's for for someone who died, he's in worse shape than John is. John is a little bit better shape for the for the, it's funny they both they both died in a well, way. But, they yeah. died in different ways. One yeah. got stabbed with like a magical ice sword, and then yeah. and then started to turn into a zombie, and then got magicked some more. <laughs> yeah, coming and back by just... fire seems to be better. Than... <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it was um. It felt unearned to me. Like in the books, we have him show up, and there's sort of this mystery about who he is. In the show, all of a sudden, this dude just shows up, and then whips yeah. off his mask, and he's like, "Hey, I'm your uncle." And you're like, "Okay, what? <laughs> Where did you well, come from? What's going on?" Well, even like before he took the mask off, it was obvious it was Benjamin. Like you knew. I mean, to yeah. us, it would have been obvious, right? But I, I guess to yeah, hmm. yeah I don't know. I don't uh, think he has a major. He does not have a major role to play. But in the books as well, I thought he'll show up in some form. He's going to show up at least. But again, it might not be major after that point. He's just got to communicate something. So, mm. moving on from that, let's head over. Let's go to Sam. Sam has the plan that this is his and Gilly's child, and they're going to take him into Horn Hill. And holy shit, Horn Hill's a nice looking castle. I would have yeah. thought it would be more martial. Like, I mean, they're doing well, right? It shows that the family is. Yeah, being rewarded, kind of. So, I like that his mom and his sister took him in, and they were so oh welcoming and and warm, and it was uh, it was kind of a nice. Uh, I thought it was a nice thing. It made me yeah. feel nice. <laughs> Bef- um, then we got cute Gilly in the dress there, feeling all awkward and stuff. And then the most awkward dinner we've had in quite some time. 
Uh, Randall Tarley was well cast. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had, he reminded me of Tywin, which is correct because they're similar characters in a way. So, so yeah, uh, but... should Stam have uh, stepped up and and said something back to his dad, or did he do the right thing in keeping quiet? I mean, he was, he was partly afraid, but he was also partly thinking about standing up to your dad and then getting your child, like the child in Gilly, rejected is not going to help either, right? So I guess he's just taking one for the team. But I think that, like, okay, he didn't stand up to him there. I think it was a mistake to take Heartsbane. A mistake? I think that was a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, like, we're all probably, I'll, like, I'll pumping our fists. We're like, yes! Like, that's that's awesome. He, he struck a blow against his father, but his father is not going to let him go like that. He's going to chase him down. And, like, they're not going to, he's not going to become do what his commands are, which is become a maester. His father's a great hunter, and I was going to have a fun time hunting him down. He's going to have a fun time hunting him down. That's what he wanted to do right now, and now he has his hunt. So oh. so you think his father's going to come after him? Yeah. Well, 100% he's going to come after him. He's going to get the sword back, and he's not going to be happy. <laughs> so, like, to get away, he's going to have to run. Like He's not, maybe he'll, like, he's not going to be able to stay in Old Town. You don't think he's going to hide out in Old Town? Not, not this Randall Tarley isn't off fighting a war. He's right here. He'll just come with his hounds and chase him down. So where's Sam going? Maybe they'll pick up a, a maester instead. <laughs> pick up a maester. I don't think I don't think he's thought that far ahead. So I mean, like it was an awesome moment for Sam, but it was not the right thing to do. He should if he was leaving, okay, leave. But it, it seemed like oh, I couldn't stand up to my father at the dinner, so I'll do this. But it was just a stupid move. I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't see him coming after Sam. Just as far as the show goes, I mean, it makes logical sense that he would, but I just think they're going to kind of brush past it. I think he might get a, like an angry letter from his dad. I'd be like, "When I find you," and then he never finds him. No, he, he's going to come after him. He might not show up. He might not catch him. He's not going to catch him because if he catches him, he's dead. So he, <laughs> or if he catches him, like he's going to get away. So he's, Sam's going to ultimately get away because. He's not going to die by the hands of his father like in this season. That'd be a stupid way for him to die. But yeah, he's going to at least come after him. <laughs> um, so was that the whole purpose of the scene to get the sword? Well, it's it's, it's interesting because they did they spent so much time on this this dinner and this relationship. Maybe there is more of a role for Randall Tarley in there, but we'll see. Mm. Interesting. So uh, let's go over to uh, King's Landing, where there is uh, some crazy shit going on with the faith here. Mm. Um, so what do you think about Marjorie? Who's playing who? What's going on? What's the deal? I think Marjorie is is faking it, although she may still have become a little wiser. Like, it's not 100% faking. Maybe she did release. She was, she was lying beforehand or putting on an act. But she's not converted 100% to the faith, no. I think she's just doing what's necessary. What do you think? So that she can get out, or yeah, so, and for her she, brother. Is she, is she brother playing out. the sparrow? Like, does she have some grand scheme here to take them all down? Or no? Well, maybe. I, I I really think that when she saw Loras in pain and he said, "Just do whatever it takes to get out," then she's doing whatever it takes to get Loras and herself out. Now, that that's her plan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Part like. Yes, I, I did a poll on Twitter, and like every single person believes that Marjorie is just, you know, uh, up to something, and that she hasn't found the faith or anything like that. But um, part of me wants to believe she, the High Sparrow, really was able to convert her, um, because or convince her, uh, because I believe it elevates the High Sparrow, and maybe I'm just a bit biased because I really like the actor. Um, but because I think it would elevate the High Sparrow from this nuisance to 
this like really powerful foe. Um, okay. And and I well, like I, think... I like that, but I don't think that's really the case. I think she is up to something. Well, I'll say two points. I think he is a powerful foe because he's converted Tommen over. That's been the so he is well, a Mar- Marjorie converted Tommen. Yeah, but I mean yes, but I mean I think she converted him a little bit too much. Even like he didn't she didn't expect. I don't know if she was surprised to see Tommen show up or not. I have to relook at that that scene. But I think I mean Tom, the, the end result is Tommen is is under the Sparrow's wing. Yep. And uh, there's like a new Kingsguard now, and well, that was a win for the Sparrow. But I, I feel like Marjorie, no, she's not 100% converted. But yes, she may have learned some things, and I think she, some of the speech she was giving is true. She realized she was fake and did all these things, but she's not like 100% converted either. There can be like something in the middle. She's yep. made some character development. So does the High Sparrow want to be Hand of the King? I think. Well, uh, Kevin is probably going to play that role, or somebody else will, but. He basically wants to be the puppet master, and he yep. is in that position now. And because, because like even the Kingsguard or New Kingsguard, right? They have the uh, the, the I, star on them. Is it like the, the same guys, but just different outfits or different? No, I think it's meant to be that he's got a new completely Kingsguard. Uh, I don't know. I think it's the same ones. It's like no way to tell <laughs> because you never see. Yeah, I, I think faces. he just. I think he just told them to put on this new armor that they magically had handy, but um. Yeah, because if the king, if the if the fucking Kingsguard get told by the king to put on different armor, they're gonna be like, "Yep." Okay. Well, yeah, they would do that if they were ordered to. But it it seems like this is like a changing of the regime kind of thing, so they would put in new, yeah, I don't new know. guys. Doesn't That's really matter it, in the show. The the Kingsguard is so meaningless. Yeah, they're just robots basically. So they'll just do whatever either way. So yeah, um, Mace Tyrell looking like a pretty little flower running down those streets there. <laughs> it was good to see the Tyrell troops. What all like twenty uh, of them? The, the, that was the vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, a holy alliance between the crown and the faith. Dun, dun, dun. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Jamie gets demoted, or he gets. Like, un- he was disappointed. He wanted that bloodbath. Like he was set up to. Yeah. To go for it, and then, but then, then no Loris either. Like all of this, but where's Loris? Still in a, in a dungeon. Is he gonna get? Is Loris gonna get sent to River Run too? No, it wouldn't be sent to River Run. Why not? This is where we find out if the Sparrow is really ultimately pragmatic or a fanatic. It seems to be he's getting more and more pragmatic. If he's pragmatic, he should spare Loras. Just get him to like leave the city or something. But if he tries to like execute him, then he's yeah, going to Yeah, leave, leave the city to River Run. But why to River Run? Because that's he's where in they're no sending... He's in no shape to go to River Run. Just send that's him where they're sending everybody right now. Send, send him to Highgarden. Send, send him, him back to Highgarden. So he can get horribly scarred. Um... So uh, Jamie gets kicked off the Kingsguard, and then uh, before we talk about where he's going, we get this little scene with Walder Frey back in action here, who is yelling <laughs> at uh, Walder and Walder, I'm assuming, because um, they're all named that, um, about River Run and losing River Run, and this whole speech about how what what it means to lose something and. And they eventually bring Edmure out in chains. Basically kind of doing a bit of a switch around. Like they're doing a Feast for Crows type material now. Yes. And having Jamie go in that, that arc. So that, that was interesting to see. And we will, we're going to get all of that, Jamie, heading out west. Probably yes. with Braun, I would think. They probably would bring Braun back, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Braun does get mentioned this episode. Jamie wants to get Braun and a few of his best killers and go take out the High Sparrow and all this and that. But Cersei tells him not to. Uh, but yeah, Jamie's going to go and he's going to treat 
with the blackfish and yeah they're kind of going out of order now they were caught up and now they're going back and um i'm kind of happy we're going to get this scene because it's one of my favorites from a feast for crows but at the same time blackfish is not the blackfish from the book so i don't think it's going to (laughs) be as enjoyable but yeah it's going to be weird like are they going to get the castle and then Blackfish is going to escape again and he's going to be like the master of taking a piss and disappearing? Like, what is what is happening? Yeah, I feel like he's going to escape again. That's probably the, the exact same thing's going to happen from the books. Like, he'll go, he'll take the castle, but he'll yep. get him out. And so we there, get, there could be some good scenes there. And Walder Frey mentions uh, the Malisters. I think he said the Malisters. The Malisters and the Blackwoods yeah. and are back in action. And the Brotherhood without banners is back um, and harassing phrase all over the place. So now if, if Brienne really is heading South and they just mentioned the brotherhood without banners and Jamie is going to river run, are we getting lady Stoneheart? Are we getting Brienne and Jamie showing up at Penny tree at the same time? Like, is this all happening? Before this episode, I, I would have still not been convinced. But now, if you put it all together, it looks like we're getting exactly there. We know that we know now that they're really going to. They could take a whole arc out of Feast for Crows. I mean, this is the same thing with kind of the uh, the Ironborn too, right? They're bringing in whole arcs from Feast for Crows in now, so they could very well bring Stoneheart in. And you're right, Brienne is heading to there in the same place, so she could end up meeting Jamie again. She could end up meeting Stoneheart. I mean, I could yeah. see, I, I can, I can see the possibility of Brienne heading down a river run, getting caught by the Brotherhood without banners, and Stoneheart doing the yeah. hanging thing or whatever. We find out what the word is. She says she gets released. That she has to go get Jamie right around the time that Jamie is leaving River Run, and bada bing, bada boom, right? And the, the the one reason why like they they might not have done Stoneheart, or at least like maybe they didn't do it, but then they bring it, they still had time and they didn't bring her was because. They wanted to save John's resurrection for first. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because you bring Stoneheart first, then it kind of cuts away. But now that we've had John's resurrection, then we can have Stoneheart now. So, and, and it'll I, still be shocking because it's been so long. I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that. And she's going to be like so horribly disfigured. You could <laughs> even like get, three years. I, I feel like you could even get a different actress. Like if she's that horribly messed up, she's probably unrecognizable. Um, I mean, obviously it would be best to have Michelle Fairley come back. Yeah. But um, I feel like you could do it, and the character looks so different that yeah. it would be plausible that you could have another actress play the part. Um, if if people are if people uh, keep up with spoilers and stuff via casting, uh, this might be one that's a little difficult to do that with. She might also like it, we, it's not necessarily that she was in the water for three years. She might have been resurrected earlier. We just haven't seen her exactly. Right, but she could still be quite. I mean, they could have made it. She's so damaged that. They could have a different actor, but it would be nice to see her again, the same actor. That would be cool. I mean, she probably obviously wants to, to yeah. do it. Well, I think she's doing. I think she's involved with something else right now, actually. Um, mm. But whatever but the even case this may season, be, this season will probably just be the one episode, right? Or something. It wouldn't be that much needed. Still, it's all about traveling to different parts of the world and well, airplanes. That's so all good. Yeah, well, people have uh, busy schedules and <laughs> contracts and stuff like that. But anywho, maybe we're getting Stoneheart now. It's looking more and more likely. They, that would be good. That'd be they good, brought yeah. in cold hands. They bring in Stoneheart. Who the fuck knows? So, um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, Moving we missed Ma- Mace Terrell's feathered helmet. That's good. Oh, I said he looked like a pretty little flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked how he looked over at Oli and he's like, what's happening? And she's like, he beat us. He's beating us or whatever the fuck she says. Um. 
So Arya. Arya's watching some more of the play, and uh, she ends up saving Cersei. And she is out. She is out of the faceless men. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. We this all thought was she was going to kind of leave eventually. And uh, and it's uh, a little crazy. I, I know a lot of people are mad about this because it's been like, it was like a random tangent. If she just leaves, like, people don't understand why we went through so long of her doing all this when she just leaves so quickly. And the only solution people are coming up with is that if she, her and the Waif fight and she kills the Waif, that that's actually like the end of her training. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they've set up for that that showdown now as well. What does she really learn in her training? I mean, she has become a, a better fighter, and she can sneak around. Can she? She can't change her face independently, though, right? Uh, not that I know of, but uh, I mean, I would I would have thought she would have got that ability before leaving, just like uh, narrative wise. But I guess it's not really that. I don't know. I I don't really have that problem. I feel like. Every time she's been training, she's only been half trained. Like she trained with Serio for a little bit, and then look what happened. And she, uh, yeah, I feel like she never gets full training anywhere she goes. Okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what do you think about this? She got needle back. Were you excited? Was this like? Did you think yeah, it was cool? Or I think she's got to get out of there. Like staying in the city is not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she'll probably have that showdown, kill the waif, and then get away i wonder if like i'm still trying to think like how she's gonna i mean like she'll find some way to kill the waif obviously but uh it would be cool if she kind of used like skin changing to an to an effect i don't know exactly how skin changing or face changing <laughs> either way but i mean it's skin changing because just just because from the books skin changing was something that they had no idea about she was doing that she was seeing through a cat and they're like how, how are you like seeing stuff so it, it would be kind of interesting if they, if they did the same thing in the show but Probably not, because she hasn't really been shown to have that ability. She hasn't really been shown to have wolf dreams, I think. Hmm. So probably not going to be happening. So uh, Jaken doesn't want her to suffer. So why did she slip? Why did she not kill this woman? What 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 was it that that made her she save? She ultimately this decided lady? not to kill an innocent woman. Like everybody else, she's killed has somehow either been in her way or been like evil, one yeah. or the other. Like, but there was no reason for her to kill her. She realized she's not an assassin. Hmm. Because in the book, she just, like, all out kills that dude, right? When she- yeah, but I think um, that dude is not less likable. <laughs> he, he does still sell some bad... It was easier for her to maybe justify killing him. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. Very neat. I'm looking forward to that fight. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And then we get this uh, short little scene with uh, Daenerys that I uh, kind of freaking hated. Um, I feel like all her scenes lately are either boo nobody likes you or yeah you're the best ever and that's like each of her scenes it's like she gives a rousing speech and everybody cheers or she gets captured and everybody hates her and it's like (laughs) all right i'm sick and tired of this it's like the same damn thing over and over again i did think that drogon looked pretty badass he's big and crazy and Awesome. Yeah, Drogon was the key part of that scene, getting him back. This It was the fact that she has a dragon under her control now. Yep. Well, all the better. And she needs a thousand ships. One yeah, exactly. thousand. <laughs> well, look no. at that number. It exactly lines up. <laughs> he gives that number. He says a thousand, probably more. So, yeah. 
to Dario's defense. But I mean, that's like anything. You ask people, oh, how long is it going to take? An hour. No, it's actually going to take 47 minutes. But I'm just going to say an hour because that's a nice round. Yeah, if it's close to 1,000, you just say 1,000. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, did, you, did you have any feels during the scene? Anything care? She doesn't care about her blood riders. They're all her blood riders. <laughs> and she's going to go across the narrow sea with them and kill the men in their iron. Um, well, she did a better version of Drogo's speech. Like, I mean, she dropped the bad parts of his speech. They're not going <laughs> to rape their way across the West Coast. The rail, <laughs> Jesus. Because that's what Drogo promised, right? Yeah. Promised that he was going to rape the people there. So I, I, that's yeah, good that well, she dropped that part out. Good chance a lot of these Dothraki soldiers are going to. Um, They're probably going to still try to do that. and going to do some raping over there. And then Drogon will probably eat them. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Drogon. Daddy's not going to allow her men to like cross the continent like she's gonna punish the people that there's that episode and did i miss anything anything that like struck out in your mind what was your pet peeve of the episode to be honest i did i really did not have a, a pet peeve so i mean the pet peeve is it's sam made a mistake that's not bad writing i'm saying sam the character made a mistake by taking that sword we were everyone was like oh yeah even i was like yeah fist bump he he showed up to his dad but not really like he, he it was it was more of just i mean he ran away from his dad and took a sword that is going to make his dad come after him. So, all right. Well, I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. I don't. I, very cool. Any other news or anything? I mean, or no? I it's like I'll mention that Ashley and I went to Anime North last weekend, which was a lot of fun. Good stuff, uh, Toronto. Very yeah, nice. We a, and we, we did a Game of Thrones panel there, and it was so it's kind of like practice for Comic Con. It was fun. We had, we yeah. Chatted. Um, was was it we, just the two of you? No, there was two other people there, and then nice. But there's we're like nerds right <laughs> for this <laughs> stuff so we kind of like in that kind of panel we just try to answer the more difficult questions and then like the, the medium ones would go to them so we wouldn't just talk over everybody but it was interesting because like, especially by like the second half of it I, like initially i was kind of like, keeping my answers simple but as, as like the questions got more complicated i was like okay i'm just going to give like the full no- answers with book reference and <laughs> some people might not get it they don't get it that whatever like I'm, yeah. I'm educating them They're like i'm, I'm going to challenge them and try them to reach up i'm not going to dumb it down Oh, so, exactly. I think a lot of people learned about Tyrion as a Targaryen and stuff. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Hey, what? Unfortunately, that is leading more and more. <laughs> I'm a little afraid that Ashley is going to make some some of our audience mad when we start talking about Game <laughs> of Thrones. And she's like, what is this shit? <laughs> Actually, she was not uh, particularly mad during the, the panel. I think she's accepted it as well. Just its, its nice. own thing. Very cool. I'm actually looking forward to meeting Ashley because I have not, and she is the last podcast member I haven't met. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Just missing Mimi for the ultimate meetup. Oh, so so what's going on? Our next episode is our 200th episode. I mean, what's what's the deal? Well, the the plan is to have the four of us do a chapter reread plus like Q and A plus kind of just like chatting about our history, but. T- the timing of that is going to be tricky. So what we might do, since we do want to keep doing these weekly shows uh, for Game of Thrones, is skip 200 and go straight to 201. <laughs> <laughs> Save 200 for that. Okay. Because I-, I don't think we want to hear just me and you being like, oh, episode 200. <laughs> we want the <laughs> blah, four- blah, <laughs> blah. You mean me eating McDonald's? And- <laughs> oh, I think we want sure. the four of it there, but uh, in terms of timing, it could be tricky to get it out. Oh, boy. But anywho, thank you so much for listening to this episode recap of Season 6, Episode 6, Blood of My Blood. 
We'll be back again next week with episode seven, which you can find us on Twitter at APOIAF, at a podcast of Ice and Fire on Facebook. Um, and make sure you join the forums. Keep the conversation going. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. And we'll see you next time. Uh, let's pull in Bill here just for the minute because he has a comment here. Something I had heard about as well, but you want to spell out what you're thinking about Sam's storyline? Well, if you look <laughs> at where Hornhill is on the map, it's just north of Dorne. And if Dorne, if that's still a story they're going to do anything with, if they're like going to invade the north, then Hornhill is probably going to be one of their first uh, targets. Oh. So Randall's going to be distracted it's... by some, some Dornish. Right. And so possibly Sam will do something heroic, maybe, or maybe Gilly will do something heroic, and Randall will change his mind. I could see Gilly doing Although, something heroic, and the ladies of Dorne yeah. being like, "Ooh, a strong woman, let's take yeah. her in." They, they might, they might do the Dornish, maybe. They need somewhere to run without sword. So, yeah. I, I don't right. think Sam's storyline is the type to be like he's going to do something and finally get the admiration of his father. I don't think that's. Uh huh. Yeah. His father. I mean, that is a little fairy tale-ish, yeah. you know. His he might change his view somewhat, but he's not going to be, like, a positive thing after that. He's going to probably be, like, dying and be like, oh, well, like, at least, like, he did something, but still be pissed at him. That's the best he can hope for. I don't think it's going to be... Rand Randall never, will never fully approve. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, for, thanks yep. for that insight, Bill. Thank you very much. Yep. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, because I have no idea what's going on. But, um, <laughs> uh, sweet. All right, gentlemen. Uh, nice chatting with you, and... Uh, I'll catch you guys later.